So it's good to see some new faces and some old ones, so thank you for coming. Today we're going to talk about the backwards law. So I don't know if you're familiar with the backwards law. It's the law of reverse effect, and that, that name, back, backwards law, was coined by Alan Watts, philosopher in the 50s, but it really comes from way back ancient Chinese philosophy in Lao Tzu. And the basic idea of the backwards law is that sometimes the more we try to do something, the harder we try, the less successful we are. And if you were raised like I was with a family that had a very, very strong work ethic, this just doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, I was raised in one of those families where we're supposed to work hard, hard, hard. And the idea of the law of reverse effect, that the harder I worked, the less successful I'd be, just made no sense to me. And I didn't believe it at all. And then I started looking at some examples, real-life examples we've all seen. So you know when you learn to swim, and if you're lying on the top of the water, the more you struggle, the more you sink. But if you relax and just rest, you float. That's an example of the backwards law. Another example of the backwards law that we use a lot with kids is the idea of muddy water. You see muddy water. We talk about the muddy water. We usually use a glitter ball, or Susie's got some great glitter jars out there. That mud or that glitter is the activity in our minds, our stress. And the more we try to churn it up, the less we can see clearly. But if we just stop working, let it go and relax, this idea of relaxing, we talk about it every week, we could just relax around it and let it settle, then we can see clearly. And there's one other real life example that I really have felt in my parenting and my professional life, and that's the idea of flies getting caught in honey. I don't know about you, but the times, and I still, I've got two grown kids and I still do it, the number of times I think I'm helping and I swoop in to try to solve one of the things that I think are their problems, and I get overly enmeshed, and I'm like that fly that flies down to honey. And as it gets closer, it's so sweet. It seems like this is the right thing to do, but once they touch the honey, they get stuck. And then the harder they try to get out of the honey, the more the flies are stuck. That's happened to me sometimes with parenting. I try to help, I get too enmeshed, the more I try to backpedal, the more enmeshed I get. So the idea of the backwards law is to learn to just relax and let go. So we do that in our parenting in real life, but how do we develop that capacity which helps us navigate the ups and downs of daily life? And that's through meditation. Because the backward law shows up a couple of times in meditation too. One is what we've been working around this whole session, the idea of relaxing. When these thoughts and these emotions come to our mind, instead of engaging with them and thinking about them, we just let go and we relax and we have a lot of trust and faith, put a lot of space on them, they'll settle on their own, like those glitters in the glitter jars that we show our kids. The other place that the backwards law comes into being with meditation is what we were talking about last week, the idea of not knowing. The more we can be comfortable with the idea that we just don't know, we don't know all the answers to the problem, we don't know what's going to happen next, we don't know everything that came before, the more we develop the capacity for not knowing, then the more we develop this capacity that we take off the cushion into real life. The image I like to use is we want to be more pliable and flexible, like if you have a branch, a willow branch in a snowstorm and all the snow comes down, and it's so heavy, 
the branch just gets very springy and goes down like this. And when the snow goes off, it comes back up, it springs back up. But an oak branch that's sturdy and doesn't move, the snow gets very, very heavy and it cracks. So the same with water and rocks, right? Waters don't try to move those boulders that they come up against. They just wash around them and keep going. So that's what we're going to work on in our meditation today. This idea of relaxing, learning to let go, but not let up. We're not going to give up on our goals and aspirations. We're not going to give up on what we're trying to do. We're just going to approach it a little bit differently using the backwards law. So let's start with our back straight and our bodies, our muscles relaxed, building this relaxation beat in from the very beginning. We're going to align our bodies and minds. And the first thing, if you need a little more energy on this rainy day, let's try this superhero pose. Great pose for kids too. Just back, shoulders back, heads up. Walk into a room with your shoulders back and heads up and everybody will see you a little differently. But more importantly, you're going to feel stronger yourself. Then hands easy in your lap. Close your eyes if you like, or just look softly at a place in the distance. Find a spot on the floor. And let's start by looking at our intention like we always do. What's our motivation for practice? If you're like me, your first motivation is going to be something like, I want to feel better. I want help managing the stress in my life. So take a look inside and see what your motivation was for getting up out of bed and coming here on a rainy day. Now, I bet if you dig a little deeper, you're going to see that your motivation weaves back, not just to you, but to other people too. Maybe you're hoping that if you manage your stress better, the people around you will benefit. The kids, co-workers, your partners. So dig a little deeper and see how much further that motivation goes back. Now the last, reflecting on motivation. Keep going, and I bet if you follow the thread, it won't take long for you to see that your motivation for practice is to help you, but also to help other people in your life. And ultimately, your motivation to practice is to help everyone and everything. that broad, altruistic motivation in mind. Let's align our body, our speech, and our mind. We learn to do that on the cushion so we can take it off into our real life. Bring your awareness to your temples and relax your forehead, your eyes, 
and then your jaw. Now that the muscles in your face are relaxed from the outside, bring your awareness to the inside. And from the inside out, see if you can feel a big, spacious awareness inside your mind, inside your body. And if it's helpful to you to visualize color, imagine the spacious awareness is a soft white like a floodlight. Now keeping that awareness spacious and light, bring it down into your throat and shoulders area. The throat area symbolize speech and not just what we say out loud, but what we say to ourselves. Imagine spaciousness and ease inside your throat and shoulders. And if that visualization of light helps you, the space there is a rosy pink, light rosy pink. Lots of space for your thoughts and emotions, which is your inner speech. Just settle down and quiet, like the glitter in that glitter ball. And the last beat of this alignment of body, speech, and mind is down to your heart center. If it's helpful, you can put one hand over your heart. This is often really soothing, especially if strong thoughts and emotions come up. In classic meditation, heart and mind is one. So imagine that your heart center is just full of space and light. And if visualizing color is helpful to you, imagine that the color there is like a still forest pond, a lovely blue, like a still forest pond, lots of space, lots of room, lots of relaxation. If you have your hand over your heart, make sure your shoulders relax. Now lower your shoulders and put your hands easy on your lap. And we're just going to meditate, largely in silence. And at the end of this practice, we'll do a brief practice of how to teach this to your children. Breathing in and knowing you're breathing in. Breathing out and knowing you're breathing out.
If you're new to meditation and your mind is busy, we've got an easy trick to do to focus the mind. Just when you breathe in, silently say in. When you breathe out, silently say out. In. Out. In. Out. Your mind gets busy with thoughts and emotions. Just remember that backwards law. The more you engage in them, the more you think about them, the busier they'll get. As your thoughts get busy, your mind gets tight. As your mind gets tight, your body gets tight. Let's put that whole process in reverse. Notice your mind getting busy. Go straight to your body and relax. Relax your body. Allow your mind to open and relax. Loosen your grip. And just watch those thoughts and emotions settle. If your mind has wandered and gotten lost in thought, that's okay. That's what minds do. The moment you notice that you're lost in thought, that's a moment of mindfulness. So just smile, congratulate yourself, relax, and move your attention back to the feeling of breathing until your mind steadies again. Breathing in, you know you're breathing in. 
breathing out. You know you're breathing out. That part of you that's knowing, that's awareness. It's beyond words. It's beyond concept. It's just always there. If some of the thoughts and feelings that are coming up are hard to bear, it's hard to let go of them, let's try a little pink bubble practice that works with kids as well as adults. I want you just to imagine, bring to mind a difficult feeling, not a person, but a difficult feeling that comes up in your life a lot. It could be a feeling of being overwhelmed it could be a feeling of being treated unfairly. It could be sadness or anger and hurt. Bring that feeling up in your mind and give it some kind of a form. It could be a color, it could be an animal, whatever it is, and imagine that it's inside a pink bubble. Just put those difficult feelings inside a pink bubble. And just imagine that in your mind. I want you to picture yourself standing on the ground someplace that you really like being at the beach, in your backyard, on a vacation spot. You've got this pink bubble, these challenging emotions in it, and I want you just to let it go. And keep your eye on it and watch it flow away. And here's the important part. While you're watching that pink bubble float away into the soft blue sky, I want you to silently wish it well. May these feelings, may these struggles, may these bad habits, may they go very, very far away from me. But wherever they go, 
I hope they're happy. I hope they're well. I hope they're peaceful. You can continue sending bubbles of strong feelings or difficult problems away and wishing them well for the next few minutes. We've got a couple minutes left to practice. Or you can just go back to this basic open receptive awareness practice where we just relax, let go of our thoughts and emotions, we let them settle and just be. Sitting here right now and know that we're sitting. That part of your mind that knows. It isn't thinking about it, isn't analyzing it, isn't putting words to it. That's awareness. So for this last minute or two, just sit or lie down and know you're sitting or lying down.
When you're ready, you can open your eyes, wiggle your fingers, wiggle your toes. And as we go out this week, let's see if we can remember to that backwards law, to relax, let go in the pink bubble. If something's really bothering us, put it in the pink bubble, let it go. And the important part is wave goodbye in your mind and you should know. And see how your kids feel about that too. May our practice here help us, everybody in our lives, and everybody in everything. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Mm-hmm.